Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Ben. Welcome to the Shuffle Up podcast. Today, we're going to be reviewing M21, and we're just going to jump right in. If you'd like a more condensed version of this podcast, uh, we'll each be doing a set reviews. Uh, I'll be doing my top 10 for standard, and Ben will be be, uh, doing top 10 EDH. All right, first card, Bastry Cut. Uh, One colorless double white, uh, a Bastry Planeswalker, three starting loyalty, plus one. Put a 1-1 counter on up to one target creature. It gains indestructible until end of turn. Minus two. Whenever one or more non-token creatures attack this turn, create that many 1-1 soldier guys that are also attacking. And minus six. You get an emblem with, at the beginning of combat on your turn, create a 1-1 white soldier creature token, then put a 1-1 counter on each creature you control. Thoughts? Uh, it's pretty solid at first glance. Uh, putting... I, so with the plus one, I, I like up to one target creature so it's like the old ajani mm-hmm. uh it was a three drop you know same mana cost you could you could tick it up even if you didn't have any creatures yeah i actually you're bringing it back to me now i think the comparison is gideon and i'll be honest i think this is way better than gideon for these weenie decks because if you're if your creatures die you lose anyway gideon just doesn't cut it these days so you need to go triple one drop play this thing attack for nine right that actually sounds pretty sweet. Um, wait, it's wait at nine. Yeah, you go two one, and then two more two ones, and then you drop this guy, and you make three one ones that are also attacking. Six plus three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking the plus one ability. You're talking about the minus two. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I. Uh... That's yeah. Okay, yeah. That's <laughs> not. Yeah, and especially with the little dog, you will have a creature that lives now, and the dog you could just play that whenever you want. Uh, but yeah. we'll get to him later, I'm sure. Um, I I give it a playable uh, playable out of ten. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next card: Teferi, Master of Time. Two colorless, two blue. Uh, three starting loyalty. You may activate loyalty abilities of Teferi, Master of Time, on any player's turn, any time you could cast an instant. So you can't use Teferi, Master of Time's ability if they have a three mana Teferi in play. First of all, but. but beyond that let's actually talk about the card plus one draw a card discard a card minus three target creature you don't control phases out minus 10 take two extra turns after this one yeah uh so essentially this starts at five loyalty which well it starts uh, at four and then you could put it at five because a lot of the time you play the planeswalker and you have to take a creature out right uh, maybe? So, you plus one on your turn, all always. Right. Because if you just play this thing to phase out, you're probably dead. And then their turn rolls around, and you could kill a guy, or you could plus one. And it would be five, but like I said, if th- three mana to fairy craps on four mana to fairy really hard. <laughs> oh, I have to reread that to fairy. You can't play sorceries or instants at instant speed with three mana to fairy, which means... You can't plus one on their turn with this Planeswalker ability. Just for that alone, I'm not sure this guy is playable. I'm actually not sure how that interaction works because the exact wording is each opponent can cast spells only time they can cast a sorcery. Yeah, aka you can't cast instants and you can activate Teferi only when you can cast instants. I... Or on their turn. <laughs> I'm so glad I gave up being a judge because I I know that. No, you can't. Come up. You can't use this thing in um, if a three mana Teferi is in play. I'm sure somebody will uh, tell us in the comments. Oh sure. No, no, nobody's realized it yet. I just realized it. Uh, terrible card. I uh, I don't think it's terrible. Might have to wait for the three mana Teferi to to rotate out, which yeah. is, is that's this fall, right? I think so. Um, yeah, it must be. But uh, no, I, this thing just goes up and up. You play it, it goes to five, like you said, then it's at seven, and you've drawn four cards. <laughs> it's it's not bad. Yeah, and you put stuff in the in the graveyard, so you can re- reanimate stuff. You can get, uh, I mean, in non-competitive play, you get you know, like madness triggers. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's good stuff. But let's see. Yeah. When three mana to fairy's gone. Next card, Liliana, Waker of the Dead. Forced, uh, two colorless, two colorless, two black mana, four starring loyalty, plus one. Each player discards a card. Each opponent who can't loses three life. Minus three. Target creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn, where X is the number of cards in your graveyard. 
Minus seven. You get an emblem with, at the beginning of combat on your turn, put target creature from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It gains haste. That's... Uh, I like this. It feels like a more fair version of Liliana of the Veil. So here's like, it's, here's my well, thing. Like, Liliana of the yeah. Veil wouldn't even be good in this standard. That's true. That's Here's the thing. Resource denial just does not function as a strategy anymore. Discard a card? Okay, I'll bring Earl back faster, I guess. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's... If resource denial was good, we could play Crocs. That's true. But there are just so many resources being thrown around and coming back. ECD, Teferi, Earl, Grow Spiral, right? It's it's back to this center issue of, it doesn't matter, all of my cards are two-for-ones, I'll get rid of one. <laughs> yeah. The, I, I do like how the the removal works on this one because mm -hmm. with with Liliana of the Veil it was you know target opponent sacrifices a creature so they got to choose mm -hmm. but this one but that's bounced by you know it's minus x minus x where x is the number of cards in your graveyard yeah this uh, this will just kill anything I'll give it that um, I don't think there's anything in standard that can survive this minus but I don't know it, I, I want to say if this was three mana it would be fine. <laughs> I would I would oh, enjoy three. playing against that at three mana. Uh, uh, Liliana of the uh, Veil is my favorite card. I'm a little biased here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's this ultimate? Oh, emblem at the beginning of combat on your turn. Reanimate creature against haste. That's... Yeah, reanimate creature's real good if you want to be cute. I guess... I mean, everything's good with doubling season in play. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> doubling season ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, ready to move on. Yeah. All right. Chandra, Heart of Fire, three colorless, double red, so five mana. Five starting loyalty. Plus one, discard your hand, then exile the top three cards of your library. Until end of turn, you may play cards exiled this way. Another plus one, deal two damage to any target. Minus nine, search your graveyard and library for any number of red instant and our sorcery cards, exile them, then shuffle your library. You may cast them this turn at six red mana. This is going to be... This is going to be good. Yeah, this is a great card. It You kill something immediately if you don't need to exile. And if you do need to exile, you just drew three cards. Yeah, it's... I mean, in the, like, mid to late game, that is just... Well, I mean, late game especially. That's just draw three cards and play them. This is so much better than... I want to say it's better than Experimental Frenzy. Because yeah. th this does damage immediately. And then they have to kill it. And... They're really struggling at that point in the game if you're kind of playing a bigger red and you can play this card. I really like it. It's going to see play. Where? I don't know. Maybe people will just play four-color Bant with red. <laughs> but uh, it's, it. it's really good. I really like this card. Next up, yeah. Garouk Unleashed. Two colorless, two green. Four mana. Uh, four starting loyalty. Plus one. Up to one target creature gets plus three, plus three. Gains trample until end of turn. Minus two, create a 3-3 three, three green beast creature token. Then if an opponent has more creatures than you, put a loyalty counter on Garak Unleashed. Minus seven, you get an emblem with at the beginning of your end step. You may search your library for a creature card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. This, uh, I'm not entirely sure how to feel. I do like the, how, I like how the minus two uh, immediately protects him. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and well, and you know, if, if your opponent has more creatures than you, it's basically, you know, pay four mana, get a Planeswalker, and a 4-4. Four, four. Or no, it's not a 4-4. Four, four. It's, it's a 3-3, three, three, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a 3-3, it's a three, three, and then Garrick stays at three loyalty. Mm-hmm. I, I, the comparison here is Vivian, obviously, three triple green Vivian. And I think they're two different cards for two different metagames. This one, it, yeah, it's very interesting. It depends on what effect you want. Uh, the other Vivian just is a permanent two counters, but they don't get trample. It's you're still getting blocked by the cat, you know. This one uh, says yeah. screw you, cat oven. <clears throat> yeah, and that's that's valuable in that deck. That deck not having trample cards kind of sucks. Um, yeah, so. and the I mean the plus three plus three plus three and trample just it's like all right, I I have a creature that's kind of good and might maybe get through. And that's like, oh no, this is getting through now. Like, think about Yorvo. Yorvo is thick. My man is hella thick. 
The only problem is, that's the only thing he does, is sit there and be a big thick dummy. With Garruk, you are hitting them with your big thick dummy. And they are going to take at least eight. So I... I, actually, actually, I had to look up Dorvo. Okay, so okay, so three drop, that's three green. Enters the battlefield with four plus one plus one counters on it. Whenever another green creature enters the battlefield under control, it gets an additional one one, one counter. And then if that creature's power is greater than Yorvo's, put another plus one plus one on on Yorvo. Yeah, so Or here's so here, <laughs> think about this. Rotting Regisaur into Garrick Unleash. Oh good god. Take ten. And then next turn they're gonna <laughs> die. <laughs> it's just yeah. yeah, that's just game over. I like this guy. I, I like this card a lot. I think the yeah. these aggro decks are gonna play him. They're gonna love him. Yeah, like like a green based, like green black just beats. Yeah, bring back bring back green black. Power this out on turn three with Paradise Druid. Make a beast. Then attack for six yeah. next turn. Oh, by the or, way, that uh, six that six power beast, it makes your great henge so much cheaper. Next card, Mangara the Diplomat. Three colorless and one white mana. Legendary creature. Uh, it is a human cleric. Human is important there. 2-4. Lifelink. Whenever an opponent attacks with creatures, if two or more of those creatures are attacking you and or planeswalkers you control, draw a card. Whenever an opponent casts their second spell each turn, draw a card. This... How about this? The I think the most important thing here is that it's for toughness. So I don't think there's a burn spell right now that's going to do more than three. Nobody plays Lava Coil, so yeah, this thing's probably not going to die. Yeah, plus Lifelink, so, you know, also the Four Toughness, four toughness and Lifelink are going to matter for blocking. Uh, I mean, White actually now has a, like, a somewhat decent ability to draw. Yes. So this... yeah, they can, attack, they can attack into you. You can either just block something or even trade uh draw a card gain life and if your opponents you know if like if they're an aggro deck they're definitely going to cast a second spell each turn for a while so mm -hmm. that's just extra cards for you yeah so you play this thing their turn rolls around if they're not playing two cards a turn they're probably playing an ember cleave in which case well that sucks but you still get to draw the card hopefully you draw into your wrath uh, this thing yeah. is really just kind of a wrath substitute, but after you stabilize, you can start gaining life. That's nice. Um, yeah, I, that's... But, but uh, it's it's the epitome of the white anti-aggro sideboard card all the white decks are going to play one or two of, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's good Absolutely. stuff. It's just good stuff. Um, moving on. Discontinuity. Three colorless, three blue. Six, man six mana total. As long as it's your turn... This spell costs two colorless and two blue less to cast. So this thing costs two mana on your turn. End the turn. Exile all spells and abilities from the stack, including this card. The players who turn it is discards down to their maximum hand size. Damage wears off. This turn and until end of turn effects end. Uh, this thing is nuts. Because, I mean, we, we already had Time Stop back in Kamigawa. And that was a cool card. It was actually the, 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 the first single magic card I ever bought. But mm -hmm. this, it's on your turn. It's counterspell. Uh, but if you have if you have something on the stack, it's gone. I, I don't I don't know. This is so weird. Why are we ending the turn? Oh, maybe you played a chance for glory and you just couldn't do it. I don't know. This is so. This is such a weird or, card. Or like it's maybe maybe it's like I mean obviously this is gonna be a control card. So like you know and. If they go well, end of turn, like at your end step, I, I don't know, burn spell to the dome. You just pay two mana, get rid of it. Mm, true, true. Yeah, two mana, just end the turn. Interesting, I didn't think about it like that. Um, yeah, this is a weird card. Uh, probably just better for goofy EDH shenanigans, but uh, I like it. It's just wacky. It's it's fun. I'm sure there will be yeah. some... Ali Antrazi is going to break this card somehow. I can just feel it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, or who, who's the... Who's the Esper guy? Shaheen uh, Sarani. That guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he loves this card. It, it's it's fun. I, I wish it didn't exile itself, because I would definitely do some inverse Nexus of Fate shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, just... 
Instead, what, instead start... of you taking all the turns, they never get another turn. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just don't get a turn. Like, it's like, all right, draw a step. It's my turn now. No, nope, not step, even draw a step. Upkeep. No more turn for you. Wait, wait untap. Uh, oh, yeah. I fr uh, okay, yeah, that, that's how magic works. I got that a little yeah. confused Yu-Gi-Oh. Because uh, Yu-Gi-Oh goes draw step, then upkeep. Magic is upkeep, then draw. Yeah. So, yeah, upkeep. Just, no. No, I, I, um, unfortunately, they, uh, they, they learned their mistake. Uh, moving on, Grim Tutor, blast from the past. Get screwed, magic investors. Quotation marks around <laughs> investors. One colorless double black sorcery. Search your library for a card, put that card into your hand, then shuffle your library. You lose three life. I, I don't know if this is standard playable. I don't think this is playable at all. <laughs> but for, you know, the commander players... Or even, I mean, okay, that, that has to be legal in Legacy, right? Uh, yeah, because there's a lot worse you can do in Legacy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Demonic Tutor's banned, but Grim Tutor's probably legal. Mm -hmm. So, like, for the Legacy players, I, like, before this reprint, it was, what, 200 bucks at uh, least? Absurd, yeah. And the only reason that, that I think it was that high, because there was low supply. There was very low supply because it was Portal. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, yeah, it's Mythic, but... Considering how the set's going, a lot of these packs are going to get cracked. Yeah, uh, especially so, if we return to some kind of normalcy in the world before the next set comes out. They're going to be drafting and drafting. Yeah, so I can I can easily see this going down to like 10, 20 bucks for a long time. Yeah, and after it rotates from standard, it'll drop even more. But the point is, everybody has a Grim Tutor who wants it. It's not playable in standard because three mana is when you do your Teferi or your four mana card or your Narset or your Anax, you know. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, good reprint. Good to see ya. Next card, Fiery Emancipation. Three colorless and three red. Six mana total. Enchantment. If a source you control would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals triple that damage to a permanent or a player instead. <laughs> oh, oh, I... I, I I don't know. I know you love this card. I, I do. It's just like we already had Furnace of Wrath. We also we we already had a uh, it was something from Theros block, the original Theros block, an enchantment that double damage. Mm-hmm. But this, this triple. This, this is absurd. I uh I I wish we had like Travis Boo to come in and break this card or something. <laughs> yeah, dude. They're okay. I I keep telling you, you don't believe me. But I know, I know someone's gonna try it in standard. They will because there's this, there's the seven drop burn spell that deals seven. Mm -hmm. So there's gonna be like a mid range red or big red, and turn six this could go emancipation, and then they'll have something to hold the line so they survive until turn seven, and then play this the seven damage burn spell just right to the dome. Take twenty one. Yeah, you got Good your uh, four mana rich make seven red, and then you only get a cast one more spell. A critical part of this uh cheesy deck oh i, I didn't even realize that was a thing yeah yeah the four mana makes seven red cast one more spell this turn but no this is fun and uh it, i will look forward to losing it one day uh to one dumb day you know next card elder gargaroth three colorless double green five total mana six six vigilance reach trample whenever elder gargaroth attacks or blocks choose one make a three three green beast token Gain three life or draw a card. Eh, uh, I, I I don't know. Like when I first started playing this thing, this thing would have been like inst instantly banned. It wouldn't. It like it would not have. It would. Have, it would not have made it to the printing press. Yeah. Like, like it, it. Like it comes to play and doesn't immediately do something. Yeah, that's the crux of the issue. I have a philosophy where if my creature costs more than two mana. It must have haste, or it must have entered the battlefield, especially mm -hmm. in an era of Elspeth Conquer's death and Teferi. You can't just play something and have it not do anything. That is, it's just unacceptable. You will get blown out of the game. And also, when this attacks, none of these things are game-breaking. Uh, well, or blocks. Or well, yeah, it's an, it's an it's a great anti-aggro card, but we're not exactly thirsting for those. Aggro's not dominating the format. Yeah, 
Um, like it, it, it's fine. And and for the record, I'm not saying this is a bad card. Oh no, it's just not great right now. <laughs> it just doesn't really fit the meta. Like like post rotation, I could see it possibly being really good. Well, but ECD is still looming post rotation. What's ECD? Elspeth conquers death. I actually need to look that up. Okay, I'll tell you. Three mana, two white mana, five mana total. It's an enchantment. It's a saga. Stage one, exile target permanent that your opponent controls with converted mana cost three or greater. Chapter two, non-creature spells. You're up, or no, is it instant or sorceries? We should look this up. <laughs> I, I found it. It's non-creature spells your opponent control, or non-creature spells your opponent's cast cost two more to cast until your next turn. Then three, uh, reanimate target creature or planeswalker from your graveyard, you know, put put on the battlefield. It gets a plus one, plus one counter or a loyalty counter. Yeah, uh, that's what this yeah. guy is directly competing against, and it's hard. Yeah, no, that's... Also, let's just compare it to Questing Beast. I love to do this, by the way. Whenever a green dum-dum gets printed, I just like to think about Questing Beast and how Questing Beast isn't even played that much right now, if at all. It's messed up. Yeah, it's... And I'm, I'm sure for the next card, everything we talked about just applies. Oldie, yeah. Goldie, the standard of Baneslayers. Baneslayer Angel, three colorless mana, two white, five mana total. Five, five, Angel. Flying, first strike, lifelink, protection from demons and dragons. Wow, this card is nuts! In what, 2010? Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, it's been I so need, long. Uh, wow, I need to go back in time. Uh, the the classic uh, progenitor of the Bane Slayer test. If this creature lives, will it dominate the game? All right. So Scars was 2010. So Zendikar was 2009. Bane Slayer was 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Alara was 2008. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, it's a fine guard. But don't we already have that in standard right we now? We do. We have Lyra, which is arguably better. Um, yeah, and I don't... As far as I know, it doesn't see much play. Nope. Zero. Not even a sideboard. <laughs> Everything. It, it's Embercleave. Embercleave makes it so that these five mana lifelink first strike angel things don't work. Yeah. You have to do... You have to take action earlier, and it's a zero. I'm sorry. If you like this card, there's nothing personal. It's just... Can't do it. Next yeah, card, just, yeah. Baron, yeah. Talarian Archmage. One colorless mana, double blue. Legendary creature, human wizard, 2-2. Two, two. When Baron, Talarian Archmage, enters the battlefield, return up to one other target creature, Planeswalker, to its owner's hand. At the beginning of your end step, if a permanent was put into your hand from the battlefield this turn, draw a card. That's... I I think it's better than it looks. I do too. It's, it's probably it's... deceptive. I mean, it's Boomerang with a 2-2 body. And also, if you bounce your own thing, you draw an extra card. You do. It so, rewards you for bouncing your so, stuff. So, like, you can... Like, in the late game, you can you can just reset a Planeswalker. Yeah. Like, you put it back in your hand. Like, like you can minus it. Put it back in your hand. Replay it. Uh, draw a card. I mean, that seems fine. I mean, that's, I mean, that's going to be, you know, a very grindy control deck. Or, uh... Oh, what, what's the thing... The Crisis, the Hydro, blue green X. Hydroid Crisis. Yeah, so you like you could play that for a bunch. You know, draw your cards, gain your life. Uh, next turn, Baron, put it back, replay it, and then Aggro is just like, well, I guess I lose. If you didn't draw your other Crisis, because they just chain into each other at some point. Yeah. Just uh, no, this card. I I would not be surprised if somebody found a way to fit this in into a deck somewhere it it does look deceptively underpowered but it's probably better than it looks actually it goes well with uh with the next card massacre worm three colorless triple black six total mana six five when massacre worm enters the battlefield creatures your opponent's control get minus two minus two until end of turn whenever a creature an opponent controls dies that player loses two life. Now, this is a blast from the past for me. I don't know about you. I never thought oh, I'd see this again. Dude, I I remember when this was new, and if I remember right, for a while, it was bonkers. Yeah, I, I never I was the guy playing with the Massacre Worm. I was always getting massacred by it, but... Uh, yeah. Massacre Girl just 
is not nearly as good as this card. I'm still really surprised that was a card name. Massacre Girl? Yeah, it's just... It just it's a like, callback, man. I mean, yeah, like, the Massacre part I get, but then just, like, it wasn't, like, Massacre Witch, Mas Massacre Sorceress. It was just girl. Mm -hmm. uh, also, this shuts down Cat. They're, they lose a life every time they use their cat. Because this thing oh just my sits God, in place. Yes. It, <laughs> if they have a goose out, everything dies. It's it's pretty funny. <laughs> Low strider, everything dies. And you lose a bunch of life if you don't preemptively sack. But yeah, you don't want to use your cat when this guy's out. Good card. Uh, I'm sure some Sultai players will love it. Not legendary, by the way. So if you have two in play, you lose three life every time you cat oven. Four. Or no, yeah, because the cat oven gains you a life, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Fun stuff. I uh, I give it a playable out of ten. Yeah, definitely. It's I I give it a... I don't know exactly where it's going to find a home, but it probably will find a home. Yeah. Now... Out of ten. Next card. Terror of the Peaks. Three colorless, double red. Five total mana. Five, four. It's a dragon. That's relevant. I'm sure. Uh, flying. Spells your opponent's cast that target Terror of the Peaks cost an additional three life to cast. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, Terror of the Peaks deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target. So we, we had a card like this back in Cons block? Was it Cons? I, I don't know what creature that would be. It was a four drop where whenever an opponent targeted it, uh, it dealt three damage to them. Oh, I, I kind of know what you're talking about. It was a 4-4. Yeah. Something like that. And that card was good. And I, then this, it caused a whole one extra mana, and then... So, uh, here, here's, here's a big difference. The old one dealt damage. Mm -hmm. This one, it adds a cost. So, like, damage prevention of any sort is not going to stop this. Oh, you they, have to they, pay oh, that life. Interesting. Interesting difference. I didn't notice that. Hmm. Yeah, and then the, you know, whenever another creature enters the battlefield under control, deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target, that's just... Wait, this isn't legendary. No, it's not, and here's the thing. This this is pretty much what you have to do for us to think about a Bane Slayer. This is the real Bane Slayer test. Is this card even good enough? Because if this thing lives, they're going to die. They will lose. Yeah. You will play another creature, and because you're playing this in just probably red green or whatever, right? It, it, all right, questing beast comes down, deals four, then it smacks you for four more. Holy crap, that was thirteen. I'm dead. Yeah. So I, this uh this might be playable, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean it definitely passes the kill or or either you kill it or it kills you test. And uh, you. ECD is overwhelmed in the red-green matchup to begin with, so I get I would give it a maybe, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Uh, next card, uh, Azusa, Lost but Seeking, two colorless and a green, three total mana, legendary creature, human monk. It's a one-two. You may play two additional lands on each of your turns. Uh, so this, this is in at least my opinion, this is for modern players, for commander players. I don't know if it'll do much in standard. It won't, because we have Dryad of the Elysian Grove, which not only lets you play an extra land every turn, but it makes all your lands make all the colors. There's just, oh, well, yeah. yeah. You, you don't have to do this, because your growth spiral puts the land into play and draws a card. It, Uro is the fuel and the enabler. Azusa, she's just the enabler. She's only one half of the yeah. getting lands card you'd have to play like the double green Nissa's pilgrimage or whatever they call it to get two forests from your deck and even then those are just plain forests yeah i'm just i'm just glad this is gonna stop being like a 40 50 card because this is being printed at rare yeah. they could have put it in mythic <laughs> they i'm glad they didn't yeah but now it's it's probably gonna drop to like five ten bucks which is pretty reasonable mm -hmm. it's a uh, yeah good reprint um it's obviously not broken, like I said. We had the chance to break that effect, and it didn't happen. Yeah. Next card, Bastry's Lieutenant. Three colorless and a white. Human Knight, 3-4. Vigilance, protection from multicolored. When Basiri is it ba it's ba it's Basri. When Basri's Lieutenant enters the battlefield, put a 1-1 one -one counter on target creature you control. Whenever Basri's Lieutenant or another creature you control dies... If it had a 1-1 counter on it, 
create a 2-2 white knight creature token with vigilance. Hmm. I feel like I'm going to overrate this card. And I feel like but... I'm going to underrate it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's vigilance, it's protection from multicolored. Um, I mean, at worst, it's a 4-5 for 4. And that makes it 2-2 oh, no. when it dies. Oh, yeah, that's... Okay, yeah, that's... So, Chill and Yeti, Hearthstone, that's a 4-mana, four 4-5, four, no text. This is obviously better because it makes a 2-2 when it dies. And I think the deceptive part of this card is... This is a proactive board protection you can play. Yeah. It That Teferi can't get rid of. Like, Teferi can't do anything about this guy. Oh, yeah, he can't even target it. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, I'm probably underrating it and you're overrating it but i i don't know it's four mana that is so much mana in a white weenie deck it's <sighs> i mean that, it's a good top end you know it's uh, you, you so you tap out for the locks of dawn which is usually turn three and then you play this guy the next turn that's super duper but i don't know it's like i said well, i'm probably underrating it i'll probably lose to it and go what the hell and then I'll try it out and get mad that I lost to it because I can't win with it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so my idea with this would be like turn one, one drop. Turn two, two one drops. I'm on board. Turn, th turn three, Glorious Anthem. Mm -hmm. Turn four, Lieutenant. Hot, but... Uh, oh, this is really good with Stone Coil Serpent. I just, I just realized that. Because that thing is counters. Oh, yeah. So you might have to restructure how the deck is built to put this in your deck. Um, right. Yeah, like I said, we'll see what happens. Um, this is just the kind of card you have to play before you can really figure it out, you know? Yeah. I mean, at, at the very least, this is going to be great in, uh, in Limited. Oh, yeah. But all these, most of these mythics are great in Limited. Um, Gr uh, Grim uh, Tutor's rare. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is rare. That's that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Next card. Ghostly Pilferer. One colorless, one blue, two mana total. It's a 2-1. Spirit Rouge. Whenever Ghostly Pilferer becomes untapped, you may pay two mana if you do draw a card. Wait, did you say Rouge? I did say Rouge. <laughs> Whenever an opponent <laughs> casts a spell from anywhere other than their hand, draw a card. Discard a card. Ghostly Pilferer can't be blocked this turn. What a weird card. I... It's confusing, like right? It's, yeah, like... It, you yeah. see you see this guy, and you're like, what do I do with this? This is this, this is so unintuitive. Yeah, it's like, all right, so... Wait, so you play it turn two, discard a, t discard a card, attack on turn three, uh, untap it, turn four, pay two, draw a card. Now, I'll be real, I'm pretty sure this is just there to be a limited bomb. I don't, I'm pr I don't think it's constructed playable. It just dies to a mayhem devil way too easily. I think you could find a home in a, uh, what's it called? What's it called? Ninja Bear Delver. <laughs> oh, dude, that would be sick. Especially if you have like Curious Obsession, you can just feel it, can't block it, yada yada. Yeah. Um, no, like I said, this card hurt my brain when I saw it and it still hurts my brain trying to think about what I'm supposed to do with this. Um, you can discard cards with it. That's not irrelevant. It, it somehow maybe you can break that by discarding cards for benefit. I I don't know. Um, yeah, try like you could do like reanimation shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Just just so weird. Uh, probably not for standard, but don't be surprised if this shows up in a few years because they printed something else that fits with it perfectly. Wait, what's that? I don't know. So, a lot of stuff gets printed oh, these it's, days it's, that breaks old cards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a theoretical. Gotcha. Uh, next card. Demonic Embrace. Colorless Black Black. Enchantment Aura. Enchant Creature. Enchant Creature gets plus three and uh, plus one, has flying, and is a demon in addition to its other types. You may cast Demonic Embrace from your graveyard by paying three life and discarding a card in addition to paying its other costs. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is it's weird. This is the card where I I mean that that's a windmill slam in draft. Oh yeah. Um for sure. It's just it didn't wasn't some EDH commander broken with this thing? Uh maybe. I mean I'm sure there's a handful. But this is this is just about as good as an aura gets in standard, right? Yeah, I mean the I mean I I liked it when I saw Rancor back, but this um it's it's just the fact that you 
you never truly get two for one no, when don't. the enchanted creature is destroyed. I mean, yeah, if you have to, you know, discard to recast it, but it's just like, okay, I have this kind of okay creature. Uh, now it's a really good creature. And it has flying, by the way. Good yeah, luck blocking that with your cat. Yeah. Like, it, I, I would imagine this is going to be standard playable. Like, it has to be. Yeah, but where? I don't know. We'll figure that out later. <laughs> um, next card, Brash Taunter. Four colorless and a red. Five total mana. 1-1 one, one, Goblin. Indestructible. Whenever Brash Taunter is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target opponent. Two colorless and a red. Three total mana. Tap. Brash Taunter fights another target creature. So, Stuffy Doll. Yeah, it's... It's... Yeah, it's just another version of Stuffy Doll, which... I mean, I, I'm completely fine with. I love Stuffy Doll. Did Stuffy Doll fight things on demand, though? No. This, this is this is better, because, like, like Stuffy Doll... It just deals yeah, a like, damage to itself. This thing sucks. This thing, if you have, like, a six-power creature in play, there's only so many times you can take six damage in Limited. <laughs> this thing yeah, is... Just, this is going to be the best card in Limited, isn't it? Yeah, it, it has to be. Uh, or up there with the Planeswalkers. This is this is S tier Windmill Slam. Splash this card. The splash opportunity cost on this thing is basically free. Yeah. One one red mana. One red. one red mana. One to use it and one to cast it. That's all you need. Yeah, I mean, when way back in the day, maybe maybe not way back for some people, but when I was drafting, I think it was M11. I would always splash red for Fireball. Mm-hmm. Every single time. It didn't matter what color combo I was in. I would play like a mountain and I had what and like one piece of mana fixing because I probably already had mana fixing. You're like, all right, I'll just fireball you. You're dead. And this is this is basically that, but it turns slower. You can also block. Well, yeah, you can, yeah, it can block. It's reusable. Like, what do you yeah, do? Not play your big creature? It just creates this lock on a game of limited. Yeah, I mean this. This is a this is a first pick, absolutely. It's it's so so nuts. I think it, not standard playable. Obviously, five mana, one one ECD craps on you, whatever. But mm. moving on, feline sovereign, two colorless and a green, three total mana, cat two three. Other cats you control get one one and have protection from dogs. Whenever one or more cats you control deal combat damage to a player, destroy up to one target and artifact or enchantment that player controls. Is this this is not standard playable. Um, there's a lot of good cats. Are there? Uh, uh Ajani's Pride Mate, Oven, uh, which is familiar. Uh oh, there's a few more. They just printed a bunch more. I mean uh, don't be surprised much if you if you get ganked by Oh, uh Kahira. The the companion. That's a cat. Or it buffs oh. your cats anyway. It, yeah, it's uh. Don't be surprised if this gets played somewhere. I'm just. I don't know. You're underrating I mean, it. I'm probably overrating it. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's definitely commander playable. Oh yeah, cat tribal. Yeah, because they they actually made a cat tribal deck a while back. But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a good thing to have. Uh, next card, containment priest, colorless white, two two human cleric, flash. If a non-token creature would enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast. Exile it instead. Legacy players have had their fun with this card. Now it's everybody else's turn. Yeah, also, Legacy players now get to pay, like, three bucks for this instead of 40. Yeah, I, uh, is this card currently playable? No, but it's a nice safety valve. It's, uh, it stops yeah, BS. Like, yeah, like, just in case, uh, I don't know, we get, like, a whip of Erebos type thing back, or, or, you know. The reanimator deck just becomes good. I don't know if you know about the deck, but it was a fringe. You would put Dracoseth Maw Flame into your graveyard and then bring it back with the five-mana reanimation spell from one of the Ravnica sets, and then it would get haste, and you would just attack, and so you'd be dealing 16 damage in turn five. Oh. Yeah. That's I mean, a lot of damage. Yeah, I mean, granted, it was it was 3-3-3, three, three, and three, but still, 16 total. This thing, I, I like it. It's good to have, just in case. Uh, it does, uh, not, wait, if a non-token, oh, I was gonna say, does this stop Uro? No. <laughs> ah, shame. Moving on. Pursued Whale. Five mana, double blue, seven mana total. Eight, eight whale. When Pursued Whale enters the battlefield, each opponent creates a 1-1 red pirate creature token with 
this creature can't block, and creatures you control attack each combat if able. Spells your opponent's cast that target Pursued Whale cost three more to cast. This is fine for draft. Yeah, also, they're cowards. Moby Dick is not under copyright. Where's my Moby Dick quote? <laughs> I mean, that, that's a lot of text on the on there so no it's better than good for limited because it just forces their biggest creature to walk into your 8-8 yeah limited fodder not much to say there next card yeah hooded blight fang two colorless one black mana one four snake death touch whenever a creature you control with death touch attacks each opponent loses a life and you gain a life whenever a creature you control with death touch deals damage to a planeswalker destroy that planeswalker hmm I don't know what has Death Touch in standard. Knight of the Ebon Legion does not count because you have to pay three mana. But I don't know. I'll be honest. This thing looks terrible. <laughs> I can't paint this in a good light. You're like three... if if you're not like a black base control deck, like like it's sideboard against aggro. It's because because it's going to survive like basically any aggro attack and then just immediately kill one of their creatures. Mm -hmm. uh, you you got to. I can't. Never mind. I'm not doing the search right now. But ah, uh, it's. That's not great. I'm sorry. No. Let's move on to a more exciting card. Chandra's Incinerator. Five colorless, one red. Six total mana. Six, six. This spell costs X less to cast, where X is the total amount of non-combat damage dealt to your opponents this turn. Trample. Whenever a source you control deals non-combat damage to an opponent, Chandra's Incinerator deals that much damage to target creature or planeswalker that player controls. So, uh, non-combat damage. What are the good burn spells in standard right now? Nothing. It's why all the red decks have one or two shock at most and four bone crusher. There's, it's not a standard card. Let's get that out of the way. Now let's move on. Now let's talk about modern, where you have things like Rift Bolt, and you've set yourself up to make three mana on turn two for this thing. That's yeah. So you can go. Let me think. You can definitely play this on turn three in modern. Yeah, you can play it on turn two with the Rift Bolt, and uh, turn three usually happens, but I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah, because turn one, you float the bolt, mm -hmm. and then, you know, you you send it to the dome, you play a lightning bolt, lava spike, whatever, and then your second one just plays this. Like, two, two, like turn two, six, six, trample, do something. Yeah, I don't know if that's what... I don't... Those kinds of cards don't usually work in burn. I don't see why this one would. I'm... I'm giving it a pass in all the formats. I'm sorry. I, uh, I'm I'm going to at least try it. Oh yeah, got it. Got you. Never know. Maybe somebody breaks it. Uh, next card: Garrick's Harbinger, colorless green green, three total mana, four three beast, hexproof from black. Whenever Garrick's Harbinger deals combat damage to a player or planeswalker, look at that many cards from the top of your library. You may reveal a creature card or a Garrick planeswalker card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Eh. If this was Hexproof from blue, now we're talking. Black? Who cares? I mean, Grasp of Darkness is coming back, but... We have Heartless Act, which is the best Doomblade ever Doombladed, and it's still not good enough, you know? Yeah. So this thing, I've just, that's a pass. It doesn't have, it's three mana, doesn't have haste, doesn't have enter the battlefield. Yeah, it's just... Uh, yeah. No. Nah. Maybe it'll find a home. Probably not. Next card. Glorious Anthem. Colorless white white. Enchantment. Creatures you control get one one. A classic. Yes. yes. You excited? Yes. Yeah? Oh my god. This was okay, I, I'm excited because nostalgia. Cause I started playing F and M type stuff around I wanna say ninth edition. Mm-hmm. And this was one of my favorite cards at the time. It was just like, here's a glorious anthem, pump the entire team. Oh wait, here's another anthem, another anthem. Uh, all my all my creatures are just inherently power toughness efficient. And I mean, like I played with uh, Intangible Virtue in Innistrad. I, I did too. That was my deck, white black tokens, and yeah, whew, that was good. Yeah, I though I I remember uh, Innistrad block, like specifically the block format. Mm -hmm. That that evolved so bad. That was terrible. It, it was just like 
I'll play an intangible virtue. No, I'll play an intangible virtue. No, I will. No, I will. And then terminus. And then <laughs> and well, actually, I, I played before uh, before Avison. Oh, okay. So it was just it was just Innistrad, Darkest Ascension. So I was on Boros tokens because Hellrider was stupid. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and the only deck that really beat me was Abzan tokens because and this. And it, it devolved so much. They started playing a card where it was like one in a white, destroy target enchantment, and then flashback for a green. Ray of Revelation. I love that card. Yeah. Yeah, that was main board. That's like a sideboard card was a strict main board card in that format. Now that that's, just... that's an incestuous format right there. Yeah, it was it was bad. I mean, I had fun. I growled a lot of tickets, but... No, Glorious Anthem. You got Loxodon, and you have Glorious Anthem. This is real nice, real, real nice. I mean, you don't have to put it in a white weenie deck. You can play other colors if you like, but straight up yeah. white, good stuff. Next card, see the truth, colorless blue, sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of those cards into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. If this spell is cast from anywhere other than your hand, put all the cards in your hand instead. So you got weird telling time. Wait, I have to reread this. Top three cards in the library, put one in your hand. It was okay. So like, so like you could snapcaster it and then just draw three. Yeah. Um. Or you can use the blue, white, red companion in standard to cast it from your graveyard and draw three cards because you played your polywog symbiote on turn two. You go to mutate. You discard this card and then you draw three. That's probably a little too cute, but. At, that's still the closest we're ever getting to recall again. Nah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no on this first standard just because there's no easy way to do this reliably. Um, I'm yeah, sure somebody I, else I, will break it. If we're if we're an instant, then I would rate it much higher. Mm-hmm. But being sorcery, you actually have to use your entire turn. Eh. Yeah, it's no go. Here's here's a card I'm very interested in playing with. Karavik the spiteful. Two colorless, two black, three two. Legendary creature, human warlock. Other creatures get minus one, minus one. What? Yeah, pretty good. Aside from being a black card, it's uh, it's really good. It, your cats are gone. Your red weenies are gone. Uh, it just does exactly what it says it does. It shuts them out of the game. Yeah, it's at that point. It's like if you're like a weenie deck, it's you better have Glorious Anthem. Or you better have Bone Crusher Giant. Yeah. I will say that is a big mark against this card is the two toughness. Yeah, I mean, even Shock. Or Shock, yeah. It, it's great, don't get me wrong, but it's no Panchea. <laughs> Panacea. Yeah. Next card, Conspicuous Snoop. Double red, 2-2, two, two, Goblin Rouge. Play with the top card of your library revealed. You may cast Goblin Spells from the top of your library. As long as the top card of your library is a goblin card, Conspicuous Snoop has all activated abilities of that card. So, this is a card where specific wording gets very important. Mm -hmm. Because Kiki Jiki does not say another target creature. Nope. It says target non-legendary creature, which was meant so like it, like it couldn't copy itself, and back in that time... If both players had the same legendary permanent, they they were both destroyed. Mm -hmm. So it was basically it would basically just be a kill spell over and over. Uh, but this, uh, you reveal Kiki Jiki on top. You make a million conspicuous snoops. I mean, they're tapped. But then you can play. I think it's Bogger Harbinger. Harbinger. Yep. And uh, you know, instead of Kiki Jiki, now you have Mog Fanatic, which is sacrifice Mog Fanatic, deal one damage to any target. So you make infinite snoops, mm -hmm. and then you turn it into a mog fanatic, essentially, and then just, like, take one, take one, take one, take one, take one. Oh, dead, yeah, take all, one. oh, all your snoops in play transform into the mog yeah. fanatic. Oh, that is so funny. I, I, I read it, but I didn't really process it. Yeah, it, it took me, like, seven reads to understand that combo. Okay, so you're but playing yeah. this on Magic Online, and then your board of snoops <laughs> is just mog fanatic, and it crashes. <laughs> uh, this is uh, no but conspicuous snoop great obviously goblins not standard playable but historic no. is a real format it, 
is going to have a pro tour at some point. I think weren't they talking about that? Um, Probably. It, regardless, you can rank up playing historic, and so it does matter. And there's a lot of good goblins in historic. In modern, obviously, this is a huge boost to it. Like you just said, it the ether vial. Uh, Legacy, I have no clue how goblins fares in Legacy. I Everybody says they're great at fair battles, but apparently it's just not good enough. Yeah, go- goblins used to be great in Legacy. These days, like, if there's a Legacy GP or if there's a Legacy SG open, most likely, most likely if you're playing Legacy, you're either going to play SG Classic or Eternal Weekend, but, but uh, like, no. you play that, you get lucky... Mm-hmm. And then you get on camera. But for the most part, goblins, they just fell completely off the radar because of Terminus. This is a huge shot in the arm for goblin decks in historic and modern. And yeah. I, there's nothing much to say. It's it's a fantastic card. If you like goblins, this is for you. Get your snoops. Um, yeah. Next card, Heroic Intervention. Reprint. This is a colorless and a green mana for an instant. Permanence you control gain hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. So here's just uh, it's it's not even a humble brag. It's just a brag. Uh, I got extremely lucky when I sold off some of my cards a little while back, like a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a foil one from Aether Revolt. Ooh. Aether Revolt, whatever. I had a foil one. I sold it literally the day before it got spoiled in this set. Dodged a bullet. I was just like, I was like, wow, that was that was lucky. <laughs> but yeah, I I actually couldn't believe the evolution of this card. Because it started off as a junk rare. Mm-hmm. And then EDH players were like, wait, this is nuts. I need these. And I don't think a whole ton of Ether Revolt was opened. No. Like, it was a good so. set. It was a good set. I mean, I got my box a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't like, oh my god, we need to open these. It was just like, yeah, it's a fine set. There was, uh, there was, I can't remember, was Sahili in Kaladesh or Ether Revolt? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> to be I honest, think, I didn't play. I, I feel like it, I feel like it was either revolt. So yeah, that was basically the 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 big reason to open that set at the time. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's a it's a good sideboard card. Put it in your sideboards with your green creature decks. Wowie mm-hmm. analysis done. <laughs> next <laughs> next card, which is good, a lot more interesting and needs a lot more analysis. Idol of Endurance, two colorless white. When Idol of Endurance enters the battlefield. Exile all creature cards with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard until Idol of Endurance leaves the battlefield. Colorless white tap. Until end of turn, you may cast a creature spell from among the cards you exiled with Idol of Endurance without paying its mana cost. That's very much an anti-wrath card. It is, but there's a cute combo with the, uh, there's a 1-1 that costs one black mana in this set. And if you cast it from your graveyard, you can exile it and make a 5-5 demon. Oh no, that doesn't work with this. Oh no, never mind. Wow, wombo combo ruined. Just absolutely destroyed. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's good wrath rebuilding, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's definitely sideboard playable. It's a, it's like a harder to kill Luris. Yeah. Um yeah, put it in your white weenie sideboards. That that was easy. <laughs>